All right, guys, what's going on? It's No Vazi Podcast. We got a very special guest on the phone with us, Miss Ernestine Johnson Morrison. Yeah. Let's get a round of applause, Miss Ernestine Johnson Morrison. Yes, you go, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Miss Ernestine, let the people know who you are, where you from, and what it is that you do. Yes, my name is Ernestine Johnson Morrison. That Morrison is about a year old. Just got married. Um, I am an actress. I am a viral poet, probably the most viral poet of this generation, and I am a serial entrepreneur, um, founder of multiple, multiple businesses: Greenlit ATL, the Legacy Center. Co-owner of the Tulsa Real Estate Fund um, with my husband Jay Morrison. It's the world's first black-owned real estate crowdfund um, where we raised a few million dollars and we deployed capital throughout the nation um, and allowing our investors and partners to passively own real estate all across the nation. Wow. Um, yeah, so a little bit about me. You go, girl. Again. <laughs> for real, for real. That's black girl magic for real. Thank you. I mean, so so everything that you're doing, like I know your schedule is crazy. Your husband's schedule, every obviously, you know, you know, m- most people, unless you've been under a rock, know that you who you married to. Uh, how how do you find that work life balance? You know what? I think everyone asked that question, and I don't think that that exists. I think that that's not something that really happens. It's really not a work life balance. I think that you. Find what works for you and you work that. But I say what is important for me and how I operate is self-care. I think self-care for me comes first and that's how I'm able to maneuver everything else, whether it's work, whether it's life, whether it's relationship. Um, the self-care starts, it starts with the self-care first. That's my foundation. And that's how I'm able to maneuver and wear so many hats. This is something called a legacy center. If most uh, people don't know, tell them a little bit about that. Yes. Are you guys live on Instagram? Because I thought you guys were going to be live and I don't see it. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. We, we, we live on, we got, th- it's like oh, yeah, four cameras are. in here, which, well, we live oh, on, a, um, okay. yeah, we, yeah, we live on the other Instagram page. Don't worry about it. Oh, we got okay. you covered. We got you I sent it to my followers. That's why people were DMing me. Oh. <laughs> um, tell, them, tell them to follow Nord Advisory Punch page. We was having technical difficulties with our main page. So, you know, we, we had to, we had to uh, be resourceful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So the Legacy Center is the first asset we purchased under the Tulsa Real Estate Fund. It is a 30,000-square-foot commercial building in East Point, Georgia, two miles from Tyler Perry Studios, five minutes from the Atlanta airport. We're super excited about it. It is going to be co-working, film and media, and wealth education all under one building. It is our modern-day mini Black Wall Street. Um, we'll have offices, private offices, and, 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 and access to conference rooms for as little as $99 a month. We'll have sound stages in the back where we can produce content and podcast rooms and psych walls and photo shoots and all that fun stuff. And what's different from most co-working space is that we have actual classes and resources there that can help you have longevity in your businesses and be the CEO of your last name. With my husband's going to incorporate, obviously, the finance and real estate and wealth building classes all under one roof at the Legacy Center, a.k.a. the Black House. We painted the whole building black. Um, we're really, really proud of it. It's opening January 8th, 2020. You can partner with us. And what's, what's amazing about the Legacy Center is not only can you come co-work in the Legacy Center, but you can own a piece of the Legacy Center by partnering with us at the Tulsa Real Estate Fund. That's incredible. That's that's like, that sounds like, that. It, that I mean, I can see that spreading across America. I really can. I really can. Yeah, I, yeah. So that's the goal is to have multiple Legacy Centers across the nation. Right, yeah. I can see that being easily being a franchise. That's something that... Uh, uh, that's been needed for a very, very long time. I love, I love how uh, the accoutrement, as far as painting, painting it black, uh, the building's black. So I, right. I, I love that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, painting it black. So right. we're really excited about that. 
Right, because I know you had mentioned um, Tyler Perry had just, um, he had opened up his studio in Atlanta. So um, my question to you is, um, what made you choose Atlanta to open up the um, center there? Well, you know, Jay and I are housed in Atlanta. We, we, um, I'm from Los Angeles, California, mm-hmm. and he's, he's from New Jersey, but we are both housed in Atlanta now. It is, it is, it is a hub. It is a mecca. It is, it is a Hollywood. It is the home for the entrepreneur, the successful black entrepreneur. And it, it was only right that our first project under our fund be right there in Atlanta, Georgia, where we are building our own skills building our own buildings, bringing the chairs, bringing the food, um, and, and, and we are eating. We are eating in Atlanta, so there's just no way we could have raised all these millions and, and not had our very first project be in Atlanta, Georgia. And also, when it comes to film, Atlanta is, is, is one of the film capitals of the world now, bringing in, I think, $9 billion since in film dollars since 2017. So I'm like, there's no way that we can't be on that conversation. Yeah. And we have to have some type of film production studio here in Georgia where, where everything is being shot. You can't fail. You can't. It, it doesn't sound, it doesn't sound like it, it's going to be a uh, it's going to be anything but a success. Yeah, we're really excited. We're really excited. And, we, and more importantly, we're, we're excited that we are doing this with over 9,600 partners. It's like really how we rebuild Black Wall Street. It's really how we take control of our dollars and revitalize our communities. It's through group economics. And, and what better way than to do it through a transparent and federally regulated fund and where everybody has a piece of the pie and we can all be in on these conversations and, 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 and be business owners and be CEOs and be millionaires and, and be billionaires together. Right. Miss Johnson, that's three weeks away. You said January 8th, 2020, correct? January 8th, yeah. Oh, buddy. I I know you got some things coming up, some some events or some grand opening, pre-opening things coming oh, up. Oh, our grand opening is January 8th, so we have a big ribbon cutting and, 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 and grand opening. That's dope. So just to um change the subject a little bit, I know you have a... um. A, in a couple of movie roles. So um, one in particular was Think Like a uh, Man 2 with, with, with my man Kevin Hart that people always say that I look like him, but I was like, I need some of his money and all that. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, so uh, what, like, how was it um, for one, just doing that movie and two, how was like, is Kevin Hart really that short in, in real life? And like, how did that whole scene and or how did that well, whole think, thing come think, about? Think Like a Man too was many, many years ago. I've done several projects since then, but it right. was definitely a blessing to work with Kevin Hart and work with Will Packer on such a huge film and such a huge project. Kevin is exactly how you see Kevin on TV and on film. That's exactly how he is. He's he's always funny. He's always good energy. He brings the vibes. He brings the, this amazing, pleasant energy. And uh, it was really cool to work with him. In particular, I was like, you know what, when I was going through the resume, I saw, you know, you got an extensive resume. And that was just one thing in particular I wanted to ask you because of the comparisons I get to that moron. And I'm like, I need some of this moron's money. Like, you know, you ever watch cartoons and Scrooge McDuck? You have a duck tails uh-huh. and he diving in there. Like, I need some of that. But I know um, going to segue on to that, the BET um, series you got coming out called, was Digital... Um, Digital Lives Matter. Uh, Digital Lives Matter with um young DC Fly. DC Young Fly. I, I know I fuck up names. Excuse my language. I be fucking up names. But um, how did that yeah. come about? I know that's coming. Y'all about the, that premiered, did it? Yeah, that's yeah. actually a couple years old as well. D. Young Fly, Manuel Hudson, B. Simone. Um, I actually cast B. Simone in the film. It was one of her first movie. It was her mm. first movie, actually. We did that in 2015, I believe. It was mm. a really, really great film. Produced by Nina Holiday, directed by Terry J. Vaughn. It was one of Terry J. Vaughn's uh, directorial debut. And it was like, it was one of those films where we're like, create, don't wait. We're not going to wait on Hollywood to put us in position. We right. have all the resources and tools and relationships that we need to make our own films. Mm. And Cat Figures Beatles wrote about DC Young Fly for DC Young Fly. And um, it was about his life and it was four million followers. And he wakes up one day and he has zero followers. And a hacker broke into his Instagram page and sent him on this wild goose chase to get all his followers back by the end of the day. So it was really, really cute. Um, working with Emmanuel Hudson and DC Young Fly all day was, was was nothing but jokes. It was like being on a comedy set all day. So that was really fun. I am as well as I'm sure millions <laughs> of other people are very impressed with, with what you're doing down there in Atlanta. The movement uh, as far as the arts and entertainment industry. So thank you. Uh, I think this is a uh, this is monumental. It's a turning point. 
And um, we'll look back on this first, this first, this first project, the Legacy Project, and uh, look at it. And it'll be a piece of history as far as Black entertainment, as far as entertainment is concerned. It will. It will. We're, we're, thank you for that. We're really, really excited. And um, you know, we're we're modeling after Tyler Perry. He's done he's done phenomenal work in Georgia. It's you know he gave us the blueprint, and we're running with it. Right. Yeah. I want to get into the the nitty gritty now. Um, I want to tackle this um the average black girl the um the the spoken word the poem the the poetic um i can't even think of the word like it was so um compelling and when i watched it i'm like you know the emotion that you put into that speech it 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 captivated me and it had me like in a place where it was like um in awe so to speak um i just want to um, tackle it and talk about it because you know with social media now and how you know the black woman is looked at now um, like your average black woman so to speak because of social media they think that they have to have big breasts big butts and these <laughs> girls going to DR getting all these things because that's what they see on social media and um, one thing in particular I kind of um, I miss having Michelle Obama in office because for those four for those eight years you know that was a woman that people could look at and black young girls could say yo I want to aspire to be a first lady you know and after right. that died out now everybody went back to social media and thinking they want to aspire to be a bottle girl yeah, twerk thoughts you know that, uh, all that, types yeah. of stuff so I, I, I just want you your opinion on um and just intertwining with your speech and what's going on now as like women being kind of demoralized the black woman what is your thoughts on how social media portraying black women now you know i can't really say social media is portraying black women in a type of way i i can say black women portray black women a certain type of way you know what i mean you are the gatekeeper you are the controller of your image you're the controller of your mind you are a controller of the pictures that you paint for the world and i think that black women and and i won't just single out black women but women in general mm-hmm. with, with an emphasis on black women you know i think we fall in this this european standard of beauty and what we think people want to see instead of walking into our power and our confidence and walking into it boldly and walking in all, all of our guts giving gifts and being unapologetic about that instead of trying to fit this this mold of what we think beauty is or what we think people want to see or what we think social media wants to see. Um, I built my brand with 100% and, 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 and truth. And I would always say, you know, I have 100, 100 million views and 100 million ounces of integrity. And I think that, you know, we have to walk into our gifts as women more unapologetically, knowing that we do it close. We can do it um, with integrity and loyalty and trust, and we don't have to fall into any 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 European standards of anything. Mm. I mean, Ernestine, if I may, I wanna I wanted to just jump back in real quick because there is a. Do you think the black woman is at this point in the industry being exploited or giving opportunity? I think black women are definitely exploited, and I think that there are black women who will take the check and, and, and bite the bait. And I think that black women are are also given opportunity. But I also think more importantly, black women are not given opportunities. Black women are creating opportunities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I want to know what was your thought process when you first decided, okay, I'm going to do this speech. And kind of, I was looking at it and Arsenio Hall said he was going to do something. But then just take us back. What was the thought process um, writing that such a powerful speech that way? What was your thought process doing that? You know what's so crazy? I wrote that poem, majority of that poem I wrote on the plane from New York to Vegas and performed it that same night in Las Vegas at a I didn't open mic night. Oh, wow. um, as an actress, I was, I would never forget, I was sitting at home doing a scene study with one of my um, classmates, and we were getting prepared to do our scene in class the next day, and we were rehearsing at my house. And we got to talking about acting and talking about our different journeys and the woes and the rejection and yada, 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 yada. And she looks at me dead in my face, and she says, well, you, it shouldn't be hard for you to get roles. You're more of an upper, upper class black girl, upper, mid, no, upper middle class black girl. Right. And I just looked at her in her face, and I'm like, the odd. Uh, it's just white women or white people in general. Mm-hmm. And someone just put me onto this word the other day, caucasity. It's the audacity of Caucasians. The mm. caucasity. <laughs> and I'm just like, wow, this is they, they really are uninformed, mm-hmm. um, uninformed on, 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 on our culture. Right. And it's it's like you can't even really blame them because they were taught the same things we were taught. We were taught white is white is, is white and black is wrong, just the same way they did. Right. <laughs> so it really that's where it really started you know, my, my, my writing process behind Average Black Girl, amongst many other things, being from Los Angeles, California, being from the Valley, you know, growing up 
hearing you, you talk white or you speak like a valley girl, yada, yada, yada. And you always thought that talking white was right. And then you grow up and you realize, well, I'm not talking white. I'm speaking proper English. Right. Yeah. And I needed to put that in a poem. And I needed to do that poem on the Arsenio Hall show. When I got presented with the opportunity to do the show, I had several poems that I could have done. And I knew that that particular poem was the one that I, that was, God led me to say, hey, this is the one you have to do. No ands and buts about it. Yeah, that's what that's what yeah. I'm interested, like being that, you know, you have your 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 um, thought process and everything. You have to interact in so many different circles. What is your what is the reaction of the Caucasian friends knowing that the, the, your platform and where you stand on that, those type of issues? Because sometimes in business. Um, I don't know on your level if it kind of interferes with it as, as far as that goes, but what is the reaction that you get from some of your circles? Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I lost a lot of relationships. After Average Black Girl went viral I and I really, that. really started coming to my own as a as a leading black voice for women, um, I lost a lot of relationships. And you know what? It was okay because I realized those, those kind of relationships that I wanted to have anyway. Absolutely. Because before, I was the token black girl, and I was okay with that. I'm like, I'm the token black girl. I speak more proper, so I get in the door. And I'm a little lighter, so I get in the door, and I have a seat at the table. And once I realized what my purpose was, what my gift was, and then what God showed me what this magic is that I have, I was like, I don't want to be around those. Those aren't the people I'm speaking to. Right. All right. That's right. That's why we need to see uh, women like you. You know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. to see that there are women like you that are able to kind of move in these circles and are able to take those losses and see them as, you know, individuals that probably shouldn't have been in your life in the first right. place. So mm-hmm. kudos mm-hmm. to you for having this platform. And it's not like it's, it's, not like it's easy every day. I mean, there, right. there, there are so many opportunities that I know I'd be a lot further along if mm-hmm. I would just be quiet, if I would dumb it mm-hmm. down a little bit, if I would just tone it down a little bit. But God showed me what my purpose is, right. and my purpose is just, it's, 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 I'm going to get it a little harder. My journey is going to have to just be a little bit harder because what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to fold, and I'm not going to deny what the gift is. Right, right. That's right, and it's up to us to kind of support, you know, those type of movements. So, you know, we got your mm-hmm. back, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Ernestine Johnson Morrison, you have been impressive in more than one way, and we appreciate you for spending your time with No Advisory. Thank you so much. Right. So what's new? What, what's new coming out? What you got? What's next up for you? Well, super excited. We just finished. I just executive produced. Um, um, it's got my first executive producing credit. I executive produced a film with... Terry J. Vaughn and Cassie Beatles of Nina Holiday that aired BET last Saturday called Hip Hop Holiday, starring Tyronda Jones and Wendy Raquel Robinson, um, directed by Terry J. Vaughn. I was in a film called Angrily Ever After with um, Jasmine Burke. Oh, yes, yes. And I have a new film coming up that will air in 2020, I believe on BET as well. Yes, BET as well, with Essence Atkins, mm-hmm. um, directed by Cassie so I'm super, super excited about that. And my event, Greenlit. Greenlit ATL is a social networking mixer in Atlanta and a media company that is just growing, growing, growing. We're so proud of it. Um, it's the first Thursday of every month for actors, writers, producers, directors, content creators, filmmakers, and film lovers. The first Thursday of every month, we are at the E Complex in Atlanta, Georgia, and we screen short content. And I interview the filmmakers after every film and, and, and intentional networking and practical tools and resources you can leave with to have longevity in your career as a filmmaker. Um, so we're super excited about that. We're, we're celebrating our one-year anniversary in January at the opening of the Legacy Center. So we're oh. really, really excited. Some amazing things going on. As black excellence at its finest. We need more um, black figure teens, women especially, like you in the forefront. Um, and I, I just in awe of what you do, and I'm, I'm a big fan. Um, Thank I, and, you. You know, just keep doing what you do, you know, and uh, we, we, we rocking out with you over here. I got, I got a final um, segment for you. You got a little bit more time? Yep. All right, so this is called Miss Miss Ernestine Faves, okay? So I'm going to ask you about, um, you know, 10, and, and y'all guys can feel free to chime in if you want to ask mm-hmm. a fave. Um, we could go around the panel. So my first one, fave, is what is your favorite food? Ooh, Mexican. Mexican? Yep, anything Mexican. <laughs> so you love Chipotle? Chipotle, I mean, can you consider, I mean, that's so American. I like real, real Mexican food. <laughs> yes. oh, that's like Tex-Mex. Mex. You no, know, you know, I love to, you don't think um, Chipotle's Mexican food? That's like, no. 
That's, that's, I mean, I was, that's, that's, like, thinking, oh, that's the most American you could think of. I say Mexican and your first thing was Chipotle. Seriously? <laughs> Child, she, he thinks any place with guacamole is Mexican yeah, automatically. Yeah, yeah. So. Yo, you, you got, y'all must be from down south somewhere. Uh, exactly. Yeah, he, from Brooklyn, he's from, from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, but I think the south his, got him, girl. He's yeah, been his, in the south too long. Yeah, his cultural level <laughs> just yeah. went down. Chipotle, that's like, what? <laughs> Listen, don't judge me, please. <laughs> don't judge me. All right, what is your, who's your favorite poet? Ooh, my favorite poet, I would say Jasmine Manns. Okay, which books have she written so far? Or- She's one of them. Jasmine Manns is one of my favorite poets. She has a poem. I want everybody to go on YouTube and look up her poem, um, Footnotes to Kanye. Footnotes to Kanye. She's Footnotes no. to Kanye. She's cold. Mm, okay, I mean, let me write that down. Footnotes to Kanye. Mental note. Ding, ding. What's your favorite place to create? You know, every every artist has that that place that they love to create in. Really at home in my bed. That like I mean, like by yourself, or you can can you create with other people in the oh, room? by myself in my bed with my notebook. My favorite place. Where's your um favorite place to travel? Oh wow, anywhere with the beach. But so far, my one of my favorite trips have been Jerusalem. I went to Jerusalem, mm. and there's a private island in Hawaii called Lanai. And that Lanai has one of the best four seasons in the world. And I stayed there last year, and I, I'm, like, dying to go back. Lanai. I see you giving me gems right now. I'm, yeah. I'm writing all this stuff. <laughs> that's a Lanai great, in Hawaii. That's a, that's a great segue, because I was going to ask you, what's your favorite, what the favorite place you ever ate? Oh, me and Jay. Well, let, me, let me tell you about one thing. Me and Jay Morrison, honey, we eat good. Yeah. <laughs> we, spend our, yeah. we spend our money on food. We don't even buy stuff. Like, people would think me and Jay just spend money. We live life all lavish. Me and Jay live in a in a, in a, in a quaint home, yeah. and we drive quaint cars. But let me tell you what hold we Hold on, hold on, hold on. Pause. What's quaint cars? Because I heard your doorbell buzzer a few minutes ago, and that sounds luxurious to me. <laughs> Jay has a, a, um, a, a, a suburban. Jay has a suburban, and I have a, a BMW X6. Oh yeah, uh-huh. that's, that's, too, yeah that's, that's crazy. That's, that's, that's too crazy. crazy. Not too yeah. crazy. Just you know, like a SUV that could go like a buck eighty. Nothing crazy. But, <laughs> I, I don't want to. No, show, but we spend yeah. we spend money on travel and food. That's where I'm right. Goes. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I'm that same type of person. I'm a Sagittarius. I want the experience. I want to. I want to see yeah. you flip something in the air on fire and. You know what I'm saying? That's why I like that. Yeah, like we spend food. money on experiences. We we definitely experience and food people. All right. What's your um favorite movie? Oh God, there's so many. Um, one of them is um I am Sam with Sean Penn. I love um I have four favorite movies and I literally can't remember. Um, it's called Grease. Grease is one of my absolute oh, yeah, favorite Grease. movies. Yeah, mm-hmm. my wife likes Grease. With Sean yeah. Penn and Grease. <laughs> and then there's in. Imitation of Life, the original version, not the 1956 remix, but the 1934 version of Imitation of Life. Yeah, I'm really, like, I'm, I'm a real Phil buff for real. Like, I'm going to take it back. <laughs> so, Ernestine, the year, the, the, the year almost over. So, you know, we probably won't talk to you before the year is over for, you know, because it's going to be a very, very busy next three weeks for you with the opening of the Legacy Center and everything else that you and Jay got going on. So, what is your favorite moment of 2019 with Jay? Oh, wow. <laughs> Um, God, me and Jay literally every day is freaking amazing. Like, <laughs> I'm, I literally live She's my dream love, life. I'm love. so grateful. Thank you, God. Um, mm. 2019, I, the, the the Legacy Center, seeing the sign go up was really, really emotional. Like, to, like, cause we we bought we bought the property in 2018, and it took took us so long to even get permits to even start working on the building. Um, so to see the 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 Legacy Center le- letters go up, that was really, really monumental. Um, celebrating my one year anniversary with Jay. So amazing. Um, yeah, man, our life is just, I, I can't complain. Every day is a blessing. Y'all living like y'all got the world, y'all, y'all own world ventures or That's something. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, another, another great, my mom got a heart. My mom had a heart transplant and it oh, was a, oh, wow. a, a really oh, yeah. just heavy, scary moment. And she, she had a very successful heart transplant surgery. Um, just a few months ago, I believe about four months ago now. So that was pretty awesome as well. Mm, that's crazy. I mean, yes, yeah, because yeah, heart transplants. I know one of my family members went through that. That is no joke. That's like one of the scariest things you get because that's your life. Yeah, you know. So. Yeah, it's, it's the most complicated surgery. Right. That's that's. Oof. All right. Let's light it. Let's lighten it up. I don't want to get in too deep in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my heart hurts. Over here. You're I'm like, like yo. <laughs> 
your favorite fast food restaurant? My favorite fast food restaurant? I don't mm-hmm. really eat fast food, but if I do, it's going to be In-N-Out or Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A. Fast food places that eat. In-N-Out. In-N-Out. Chick-fil-A. I don't know. It's something about them chicken sandwiches that Popeye's got them. I don't know. It's just, nah, just I ain't even. I ain't even walking. I'm not, I'm not even setting foot into a Popeye's. At, at this point, <laughs> hey, at this point, Ernestine, tell him, man, eating a Popeye's chicken sandwich is a status statement at this point, and it's not the one that you necessarily want to be making. Right. <laughs> right, right, like, right. Uh, they made it to where, like, I feel like if you eat a Popeye's chicken sandwich on a regular basis, at least once a week, uh-huh. like, you, you ratchet. Like, <laughs> right. <laughs> I can't even say the last time I ate Popeye's. Oh, listen, I had some the other day. It was mm. delicious. Mm. <laughs> bow, bow. All right, this is my final question. What is what is one thing that you that one thing that you haven't shared that you're willing to share that nobody knows about Miss Ernestine that you're willing to share? Wow, what is one thing that no one knows? I suck my finger at night. I suck my right index finger at night. Every wow. night since I was every night since I was born. Uh, literally. That the index finger though, that's 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 rather uh Unorthodox, right? That's rather unorthodox, yes. Um, how does that, how does that, a comforting thing, coping mechanism? (laughs) Yeah. You know, my mom said that um, all my sonogram, all my sonogram photos before I was born, I had a finger on my mouth. So I came out with my finger on my mouth. So it's, 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 it's home. It's where my, it's, it's my finger's home. It's where, it's how I was born. So it's like, if I fall, I can't even go to sleep without my finger in my mouth. Wow, I, that's that's good. I never heard, you know, people say it generally, I'll suck my thumb, or I never heard somebody say they suck the index finger. That's crazy. <laughs> I suck my right index finger every right night, index literally. Finger. That's crazy. It's very specific. That's very specific, <laughs> right? My right and not the left, the right one. I love it. I love it. It's comfort food. Right. So one more time, Miss Ernestine, let the people know where they can find you out on all social media handles. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. You can yes. catch me on, on the gram um, at Miss, Mrs. Ernestine Morrison. That's M-R-S-E-R-N-E-S-T-I-N-E Morrison. Mrs. Ernestine Morrison um, across all platforms. Great, great. Final note, Miss Ernestine. Final note for anybody that's listening. What is one advice you would give to anybody um, that's listening? The advice I always give is do not ask God for what you want. Ask him to prepare you for it. Everything that he knows you want, all your heart's desires, he already has it written out. It's going to happen. What you need to be asking for and praying for is asking him to prepare you for it. Prepare you for the dream house, the dream job, the dream career, the dream man, the dream woman. Ask him to prepare you for it. That's it. We're going on. Let's give a round of applause, Miss Ernestine Johnson Morrison, one time, guys. Yes. Black, black girl magic. Yes. Hey, listen, man. Keep Thank doing your you. thing. We love you over here. I mean, you're you you're a bright spark for, for all black women to inspired to be so keep doing what you're doing we proud of you girl thank you so much thanks for having me guys no problem have a good one now bye all right that's miss ernestine johnson morrison we're gonna take a quick little break and we'll be back no advisory podcast Cheers, Charlotte's most dangerous podcast, no advisory podcast. Your boy, C.O. McClain. Girl, Shabut. Your girl, Ashby. And the boy next door to do from school to jerk at work, Patty. Shout out to God Maker. Shout out to E-Class. Shout out to P-Fine. Shout out to K-Digi on the back with the camera action. Shout out to my man Sleazy in the background. You know what it is. Shout out to Trap Sid. Shout out to, um, that's it, right? That's everybody. You know, um, yeah, shout out to the whole crew, man. It's no advisory podcast. You know what it is, um. Yeah, I uh, I just want to talk. We had the um the uh the national concert series the other day. It was a dope event. You know, Enrico Barino, um, myself, um, Slim Hood, um, some other top tier people that you know had no idea. But it was a, it was a dope event. Um, showcasing a lot of upcoming. I won't say upcoming. These these kind of artists here was like kind of at the cusp of getting to where they got to get. I think two of them caught some deals the other day. So, you know, shout out to um, DJ Cadex, Celebrity mm-hmm, DJ Cadex so for, um, you know, they got opening deals? the doors. Yeah, they, they got some, some. it was some some reps from Sony. It was it was oh, a okay. big thing. That's what's up. Yeah, it was a big thing. You know, shout out to Cadex for um, allowing us to come through and, you know, be a panelist on there. And, um, you know, that was dope. So, yeah, shout out to, shout out to Rico Barino too. He sent me a song with, um, I think, Black, 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 uh, what's his name? Um, crunchy, I, I, crunchy Black. Nah, Ooh. black. Um, don't let don't give me the mess up. Six the name. black. Oh, from three six no, mafia. No, I don't know. Black, 
somebody. I know it was Black, Black Widow. Somebody. I don't know. I don't, don't get me. But yo, shout out to Ricky Barino. He sent me to join. Um, you know, he fucks with the movement. Say he want to come on and do the interview. So you know, so shout out to them. Yeah. Um, that's about it. How was y'all? Um, <laughs> how was y'all Saturdays thus far? I was. Oh, look everything. at you caring about us. Um, yeah. it was. It's a lie, y'all. It's an illusion. I'll take whatever from him. Um, <laughs> it was cool. I mean, you know, I ate good. I had fun. Okay. You know, the weekend is always short. You go to work on fucking Monday, and it's like, damn, right. did I have a weekend? Right, shit goes right. by fast. Yeah, weekend right. is really like fast. one day. I feel like weekends should be Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Well, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Right. Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. Mm-hmm. At least give us two days where it corresponds. We have the previous day off and the next day off. At least give us that. It's really like right. I feel like they work. They overwork the American and they underpay the America. I mean, Watch where y'all borders y'all want to cross. Because guess America. what? Selling mangoes on the side of the road don't sound half bad to me. What? <laughs> Wait, I missed everything that happened before How did this. You I'm get sorry. There. Because <laughs> I'm about to move out the country. Like what? And just like, sell mangoes you on Canada the... and just went straight to being I might Mexican. Move to Canada. Yeah, get your free health care and all that. I've never what? been to Canada. I might so. move to Canada. Thank yeah. you, Patty. It's just cold. I don't like yeah. cold. I can do the I'll do the cold for, you know. Yeah, you're from Minnesota. Yeah. I lived in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Come on. You good. Like you skipped Where Canada. From, That's what I'm saying. From Minnesota. I was born in East St. Louis. Girl, she from the loose. She used to do that right thar shit. She used to right do that right thar, yeah. like nigga shit, shoulders Wait, and you shit. You do her right thar. Right. <laughs> anyway, she's still two inches topics. of snow an hour. You ain't lying. It's still the Midwest. It's still cold. Y'all yeah. went to. You said it's fucking Mexico. <laughs> but at the same time, I'm just saying y'all mm. might just not want to be so quick to come over here. All right. I mean, Facts. hey, somebody was telling me this. Well, I don't know. It was a young kid. He said something about America. I said, listen. <laughs> It's a lot of motherfucking freedom here too. It's a lot of corruption. It is, but it's a lot it's of freedom, freedom too. Because if you feel like it's it like, oh, where we could, you know, you know, oh, my son said this. I, I, I like, I want to go somewhere where it's his not <laughs> as much. I, he, no, he said this. He mm-hmm. said, I want to go somewhere, you know, one one day where it's not as much corruption, Dad. You know, mm. and I'm like, That's think nowhere. about that is. Um, um, That's nowhere, son. That's nowhereville. Where is that at? Like, where is it at? Because like, all the out of country situations that I so know what, of, and you I, tell me if I'm wrong, Shaw yeah. and Ash. Mm-hmm. The cops are come. They come all up in your shit. No warrant, nothing, <laughs> nigga. This all up in your shit. At least we could dance around some rules and shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? We can hide behind some laws. If there's not a lot of corruption, then it's probably a poorer country. Yeah. Not, no, not necessarily poorer because poorer countries are. Uh, it depends. It depends. Right. Every country is different, but yeah. it's gonna be lacking. It's not gonna be a lot of corruption, but that means it's gonna be a high level of something else. Yeah, that's not good. Yeah, either way. So oh and, yeah, sex trafficking and shit like that. Right? <laughs> shit, I actually just yeah, that's here. I actually just watched a video of a girl in Charlotte. Um, she's an Uber driver that was talking about a possible sex trafficking incident that she avoided last night in university area. Actually, at the Target on University, you lying that she avoided. Did you see that the video? What happened? Oh, okay. Yeah. Happened? You got to be careful out here, lady. So how? Like what? So she's an Uber driver. She just said that, um, and you know what? What's so, well, I'll tell y'all what she said, but what's so crazy is that this happened to me, but this happened, you know, I did Uber years ago, mm-hmm. two, three years ago. So, and I just told the person, no, what happened was the people ordered an Uber. They told her that they, they, they brought her to the Target parking lot. But then when she got there, they said, oh, we're by Pizza Hut. You know, Pizza Hut is right to the left of it. And she said, when she got there, they were all the way in the back of Target. And um, when they got in, the, they got in the car, the guy came out. He was on crutches. It was a guy and a woman. And when they got in the car, they said that they needed a jump is what they told her. So oh, when I say that yeah. that happened to me before, I was I, somebody they ordered asked an you Uber. For a jump? They asked me. They I went to their apartment. They was like, "Oh, I don't need a ride. I need a jump." And I said, "Oh, oh nah, yeah, I can't yeah, do that." I ain't doing and so that. I left. Right, right. right so right, with right. her, she said, "Well, if y'all need a jump, y'all don't have to get in my car. I have jumping cables. I'll pop my trunk, and y'all can get out and do it." And she said, "While they were." Um, that's she said much. when she first pulled up, though, to them, there was a white van already in the parking mm. lot already. And um, she said it was driving by slow through the parking lot. It left out and then it ended up circling around and came back. Damn. So she felt like they was all together. They both the guy in the van and the guy that was in her car had on the same baseball hat or something like that. So she said it just was so it just made her feel, you know, she was fearful or whatever. You got to trust your gut at so, this point, yeah. because guess what? That it's shit real. is running rampant as fuck. And I'm just like, it's almost I'm to the point now where I'm waiting on the shit to happen. You know I'm what I not, mean? Mm. I, I'm waiting on it to happen. But guess what, bitch? I'm ready. ready. I know. I'm so ready. I was just telling my best friend, like me and me and my ex was still together. We used to go to the gun 
because he had a gun. So mm. we used to go to the gun range and with shoot. his gun. You feel I, comfortable I shooting a gun? Hate, I, actually, I absolutely hate shooting, but I feel like now I need to go back. I need to go back and I need to that get my own. Real, like if be, you had to, if you I would, to, but do yeah. you feel comfortable when you were doing it? Did you feel comfortable doing it? No, I, I didn't never, do it enough. Uh-uh, I yeah. didn't do it enough. I shot a gun mm-hmm. one time, but it was on accident. Ash, you look like a police academy shooting ass motherfucker. I might be. I'll learn. Trust Quit. me. You got the, the biceps happening. and the triceps. For, Fuck you, Patty, because you, you know that's fuck, my insecurity. Fuck, and you keep it really fuck, is. Fuck. They said it is 64,000 black women missing in the United States right now. Listen. So, listen. Missing? Missing in the United missing. States. 64,000. Oh, yeah, they snatched them up. Can we get wow. that's, all that's, that's up protecting that, us? God that, damn. That seems right. like a, the abstract concept to me because you can't sneak up on a black woman. She didn't. <laughs> she you can't sneak up. When the last time you know oh, you can't. Oh, trust me, it's some no, trickery going on. It's no. something you meet me Listen, behind the pizza hut and all that going on to get us snatched up. I got a theory, K Digital. You look just like James Harden today. I don't know, for some reason, this nigga like he put up 50 points last night. This is my theory, okay? Um. It's you can't sneak up on a black woman. She too. She 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 busy too busy trying to see if somebody looking at her ass because niggas be looking at ass. No, niggas be looking at like ass. That. So I, I, if you getting abducted, that means you ain't got no ass. No, <laughs> no. First of on a very serious note, deductive reasoning like for your ass. Fucking petty no, is literally entirely stupid. <laughs> no, it's not. But it is. The girl on the video made a very important point. She said that um this trafficking stuff is organized crime, and it is. Mm-hmm. You you know. You ordering Uber, right? You no, but you like it's organized in that these people are really thinking of methods to do it. So you you pay for an Uber, or it's most of the time it's girls, homegirls that set them up with the shit. You'd be mm-hmm. surprised. A lot of times it's my homegirl that I thought these girls in college. That's what happens. You know, they have a roommate mm-hmm. that they all of a sudden they get cool with. They go to a party or something like that together, and then they just don't end up coming home. That's what ends up happening a lot of times more than not. So wow. you got to be careful. It's not there, nobody coming and snatching you up off the street. That's what it's I said. Really, it's, main, it's mainly it's a like lot a of co- trickery coercion. going on. It's, it's not, coercion it's not so yeah. much people is coming up snatching motherfuckers, not, putting them in a van. That's not what's happening. It's people in situations already and getting fucking and drugs. And just don't come home. That's all. Yo, what's crazy is, yeah, make motherfuckers not want to go out and this cyber shit and this shit going to start being real more and more prevalent to be... Not out anymore, but be in your house and being monitored and all that shit like that. But yo, I, my my cousin's husband just had this issue. They went to Mexico. The only reason they came back uh, early is because uh, the babysitter called and said their son had an allergic reaction, or whatever. So they got on the next flight. Mm-hmm. But when they were at the the little, uh, they went to Mexico. Uh, this was last week, mm-hmm. and. Got the, the 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 lady brought the drink bottle girl whatever brought the drinks whatever the case may be and they were drinking and for some reason he he got like real drunk you know mm-hmm. like sloppy mm-hmm. falling over and all mm-hmm. that stuff like that with only one cup right. and you know you drinker you know what I'm saying so you're not an avid drinker but you drink enough to where that's not that doesn't not make normal. sense right. so he went to the bathroom and the, hit the lady that ended up coming uh, the lady that served the drinks approached him at the bathroom mm. when his wife was way across the joint and was like, was that your wife? And then he said, yeah. And she disappeared into the crowd. And the bitch ain't work for the rest of the night. That's some coercion shit. If y'all watch that movie Hostel, mm-hmm. Hostel 1 and yeah, 2, yeah. They got this, this shit been going on for a long time uh-huh. for different reasons. The strategy, <clears throat> the end game different, well, may not be. The end game may not be different. We the don't know what the fucking end game is. But the strategy has yeah. always been that that right. to, to to get uh, the visitors, the mm-hmm. tourists, touristas. That movie right. too. They were snatching motherfuckers that was going to Brazil, snatching niggas up, going to Brazil and taking their organs Warriors out. out yeah. Yeah. yeah, that shit is real. Mm-hmm. It is. That shit is real. And, you the know, dude, the white dude, he just got a, he just got indicted. Who for oh. it? The guy that uh he probably stole it. Uh, they he he got accused of um he basically ran a uh it was a butcher shop mm-hmm. right and but um part of his business was uh disp- dis- disposing of bodies fuck? and when I they when they about that story. at his indictment yeah at his indictment. They said um, he was like it was nece- this is necessary work. Nobody wants to do it, but it's necessary work. So it, it was alluding to they were alluding to basically like he is connected to a higher power, right. a higher a higher power as far as the hierarchy and, and the law enforcement or the mm-hmm. government or something right. because how he how, he showed no remorse. He looked like he. He said it, it was like it was his job. Mm-hmm. Like, that's like, what they told what him to, to do, do to dispose of these bodies. And they, right. and they said that's, that, that's what happened right. to that girl that, dis- um, that disappeared in Chicago. They think that's he has something Kanika to do. Oh, yes. oh yeah, yes. that was, yes. that was crazy. That's where his joint was. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, 
That's crazy. I mean, the shit gets deep, and and I'm, people pay a lot for bodies for organs. You know, melanin even day, by itself is like three dollars and some change an ounce. Right, and you got to think about it. Head. People it are just numbers. People are looking at us with dollar signs above our head at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? Especially fucking black women. So. Anyways, we're going to get into these hot topics because, child, we're going to start off with this bullshit and end on a, try to end on a good note. Yeah, and we only have, we used up a lot of time just now. So oh. Yeah, we well, I mean, have. it was important mm-hmm. for us to get this out. Oh, no, I it think was. We never yeah. talk on, uh, touch on sex trafficking, so. Because y'all, y'all, y'all motherfuckers better watch out. Keep okay. your head on the swivel. Foo, 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 Don't be stopping at the gas stations at night. I know ladies like to travel latest to holiday seasons. Y'all coming home from school. Don't pull over to these gas stations using the bathroom None in the of middle that, of the right. night. Really, right. in the middle of the daytime, shit, by yourself. Just be careful out here. Anyways. <laughs> you got how motherfuckers walking around nervous than the motherfuckers. I'm just saying. Uh, hey, be uh, on alert. Hot topics. That's mm-hmm. it. Yeah, we're going to move. No, we're going to move on to hot topics. Oh, we haven't I'm even about, touched oh, on oh, it. Oh, okay, I'm about to say. <clears throat> yeah, no, we haven't even got to it. All right, so we're going to start off with, um, of course, talk about this Harvey Weinstein, Oprah Winfrey. Now, I'm going to talk about the Harvey Weinstein, how he settled his sexual misconduct case with a $25 million payout. And this settlement is more, this is with... Um, One of the people on his team said, this settlement is more than a math problem. It's a symptom of a problematic, broken system that privileges powerful abusers at the expense of survivors. Oh, this was a Time's Up chief operating officer that said this, Rebecca Goldman. While this settlement is flawed, we know it represents the hard work of several survivors of Harvey Weinstein. We hope it brings them and perhaps others, some small measure of justice and relief that is long Mm -hmm. overdue. Bullshit. I call bullshit, but go ahead. Sorry. I mean, you know, it's like the fact that he was able to pay it off, and it, he's I, not I just, even paying it. It's coming just, through his insurance, right? And, mm-hmm. and you know what pisses me off is Bill. I just read the other day how Bill Cosby in jail. And he got to like have a census with assistance uh, with fucking using the bathroom mm-hmm. and have muffler because he's blind he's completely right. blind at this point mm-hmm. so I said all that to say because people is getting an Oprah's ass for this new documentary she has coming out with um, Russell Simmons Russell Simmons mm-hmm. and I don't know if you know but Russell Simmons had went on her show back in the day she taught him how to meditate actually Oprah came he to his home taught her how to meditate he taught her how to meditate mm-hmm. and taught her how to more get in contact with her zen and that's when mm-hmm. she went more the spiritual route mm-hmm. after that episode Episode. So he turned her on to a lot. And he wrote this um, long letter just pretty much explaining his disappointment and how you don't know the facts of the case and you're getting ready to mm-hmm. throw me under the bus. You're right. throwing mm-hmm. Michael Jackson under the bus, but mm-hmm. you're not throwing Harvey Weinstein under the bus. Right. And that's right. your homeboy. Right. But another thing I heard some tea why he can't really expose, why Oprah allegedly can't fucking expose Harvey Weinstein is because he had her sign an NDA. And all this other shit. Harvey Weinstein had Oprah sign the NDA. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. At either. the end of the day, yeah. you don't have to say nothing about Harvey and you don't right. have to say shit about Russell. If a docu- if a documentary was gonna come out about shit. Russell, that's fine. Anybody else in the world could have did it, bitch, but you. <laughs> Why you had to do it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Black woman, one of like the it really in America, Oprah is my besides Michelle Obama, yeah. Oprah up there. You yeah. know what I mean? Like up, they up. the top two. Oh uh, yeah. So it's like, bitch, really? You really? skipped the you skip the Epstein guy or whatever. You skipped all well, even if you people. got an NDA, it's other motherfuckers. You what's the actor that who's um, Tom Arnold that's married to his like the adopted daughter or some shit, his nasty ass? And the other guy, I don't know if you remember I mean, the guy adopted. he plays in that show in Netflix. That doesn't fuck it. She is <laughs> That's just role playing. But at the same time, she was a fucking minor. She was a minor when he was minor when he was fucking with her. Fucking with her. But my point is, you got you got other motherfuckers you can do a documentary on before you go down to Russell Simmons and that whole Michael Jackson shit, which was fucked up from then. Exactly, like all of these is black men who've been Mm -hmm. acquitted. But one, you know, R. Kelly, that I can understand her and Gail. Okay, we know R. Kelly, he's trash. We done with him. But Michael Jackson was acquitted. Nobody has any proof that any of that happened. Russell Simmons took all of these lie detector tests and all of that. He hasn't been found guilty or nothing. Yeah. What the fuck is the point, Oprah? I really just went, why? And I why? think it's important think- to point <laughs> No, I think it's important to point out with Russell's case, it wasn't any sexual. They were right. saying that during right. the act of them, they felt pressure to have sex with him. It wasn't so he much. He never a, raped anybody. Yeah, he right. never raped anybody. He they the girls now are saying that they actually 
while they act, they had sex with him, they felt pressure into having sex with him. That's their whole deal. So it's like she could have did a documentary about anybody in the fucking world. Anybody and you pick your black ass and do a document a documentary about Russell Girl. About Russell Simmons. Sit down. So Oprah is officially canceled in my book. I'm done. Why? 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 I mean, I just don't like that shit. I think you need to hear. But but who else was going to do it? Maybe like nobody should have done it. That's the point we're making. It should have been a thing that's never done. Like it's not. It's not important. White men just now that have nothing made about them. You had to pick Russell. I see that perspective. I don't think it's a point in doing any of that that. shit at this point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, of demonizing another one of our black men heroes. As a black woman, though, it's like, you know, it's just the the whole, the idea that, or not the idea, but the the written, not written, but the unspoken rule that we have as black people. Mm -hmm. You don't, we don't talk about each other badly in the presence of others. Right. Period. We do that behind closed doors. We do that shit behind closed doors, (laughs) bitch. You don't need to come out with no damn documentary. That's all. Hell no. I just didn't like, I did not like the whole Michael Jackson thing. At all. Yeah, that fucked me up too. Did y'all see the whole, the auntie thing too. I didn't like that shit either. Remember when her and Ava came out saying that they don't like us calling them auntie? You remember oh, yeah, that? I do remember that. Was that was this year, too. A lot of bullshit was in 2019. Because they said it made them feel old. I'm like, y'all are so displaced from the culture. Okay, this auntie. Point, like, y'all still trying to fuck niggas and shit. Right. <laughs> 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 ass ain't going nowhere. Okay. We can't call you auntie. What the right. fuck am I supposed to? Don't worry about it. You are now Miss Winfrey now. Don't Ooh. worry about it. And uh, very ooh, informal. <laughs> did you see Chris Rock? I did feel away even still, even though my disdain for Oprah I did feel a way when I saw Chris Rock up there talking shit about her. What did like, he say? I he was up there, girl, fuck Oprah. When? This was at his concert. I guess they've been having a long running beef. Uh-huh. And he had a concert in Detroit. and he A was comedy like, show. No, a concert. Not. Did I say Chris Rock? Chris you Rock. You did. Ooh, y'all, I'm sorry, Chris Ooh. Rock and Chris Rock. I'm so sorry Chris to you. Who? Chris Brown, you mean? No, Kid Rock. Oh. Kid Rock. <laughs> oh, he, what? No, I'm not condoning that. Yeah, Mm-mm. even though my disdain for Oprah, and I so did not mean to say you, Chris Rock. Kid Rock, even though I don't like <laughs> Oprah, I did not like seeing that shit. Oh, he yeah, was up I'm there wilding the fuck out. Again, we still, we get <laughs> her behind closed doors. I'm in the space behind with my people. Co- right. So I can do this. I can say fuck Oprah, but yeah. Kid Rock, nah, you can't do that. Yeah. Please. How many people did not understand when it, when I yeah. said that? Like, no, I don't. I don't fuck with her right now. But he can't say he that can't shit. say that mm-hmm. shit. Sit that down. Uh, yeah, Kid Rock for the to, just to clarify. <laughs> clarify. Right. Oh, my bad. He kept saying concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chris, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You, when Chris. you said comedy show, I was like, oh shit. <laughs> you got Chris, Chris Rock, Rock somewhere right now. Like, nah, I say. I oh, hope Chris Rock listening. Hey, Chris. But if I didn't say it, don't. <laughs> I, I hope say Chris, I said it. Right. I hope Chris I listening. I said it this myself. <laughs> right. Right. That'd be nice. That'd be nice. All right. All right moving so on, moving sorry. on. So we talked about Juice World last week. More details have come out about this whole situation. And apparently um, word got out while he was traveling to Chicago because it was his birthday weekend mm-hmm. and he was traveling to Chicago. Word got out via his uh, pilot mm-hmm. that um, there was drugs and automatic weapons on the paint. Plane. So um, um, upon him landing, he started to digest the fucking pills as if you don't still have 80 pounds of weed on it. But that's neither right. here nor there at this point. You know what I mean? There's right. not not either. Oh, gosh. Guess what, Petty? My lip almost touched the mic. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're you going to have a motherfucking bum Shut bump. the fuck up. No, I'm not. Yeah. No, the fuck I'm not. Anyways. Yo, we scared in the mic in here, y'all. Right. It was a chicken feather hanging off of mine. I so anyways um yeah so he digested all those pills and that was the cause of his death him digesting the pills i think Mm -hmm. last week when we talked about it the only information that we had is that he died and he had a seizure or whatever so more details have come out about it nonetheless the shit is still fucked up like he was way too young he has five kids by the way juice world one on the four and one on the way i didn't know he had all them kids these kids Having children back to back, young as as hell. That's what's up. Because when the their kids now. get, but when their kids get older, they can go out with them and shit. Yeah, it's the style Girl, now. You I just do that with my baby. You got to work. You got to pay for them motherfuckers in the meantime. In between yeah, time, damn. that's a fee. I remember back in the day. I remember back in the day when it was faux pas. It was passe to be able like, okay. like just going in raw on motherfuckers. Now right. everybody can they overly splashed on. I'm that's talking blah. about shooting up the whole club. I'm shooting it up. 
I pray for his family now, for real. And I do pray that they do live like a flourishing life. I hope so. Like there was some life insurance or something. I hope things shut set up to where. Damn, I didn't know that. So sad. Um. So apparently, Nick Cannon is out here making diss tracks. I ain't even listened to it. Petty, did you listen to the diss track? I'm a gigolo. No, no. I didn't. I'm going to play it for you then. I ain't listening to nothing since that. It will be monitored and recorded. Check this out, uh, Eminem, whatever your man is, right? Can you hear okay. I don't ever do no talking, but Nick and family. This is your invitation. Now y'all finna hit it from, from the beginning again. Okay. Start right out. That's Nick Cannon. That's Nick Cannon's diss track to, to Eminem. Yeah, Eminem. That's Eminem. Coming at Eminem. Oh, Eminem, wow. He got some bass in his voice. Eminem <laughs> came at him on Fat Joe's new album, which I heard right. is fire that I have not listened to. I have I never listened, listened to, to Eminem, any Fat Joe Eminem, album ever. Yeah, but I heard this one is like... It's really good. Epi- yeah. Epic. Mm-hmm. epic but the know. fact that Nick Cannon, it's like you got all these kids. You ain't got time for this. Listen, I don't you got know, like two, Nick, three jobs. Even, I'm about to say, not even the kids, just Nick Cannon is doing so well. He is. But I don't know why he just don't give up rap. Like, why you got to do it so bad? Yeah, you do because, everything else so well. Yeah, it's like they, they <laughs> like the fuck, all damn. the people on Wilder now always pulling Coming his chain. For they his like, rap, right? Yeah, for his rap skills. So, so it's he like he got something to prove. Yeah, that's exactly right. Well, sir, don't no come at Eminem. Not and saying then, that Eminem is the best or nothing, but And damn. it's like the best song they can have. We got to cancel it because it was R. Kelly. Right. Gigolo. He ain't have a better song than that. Hell no. Name a better song. We don't sing that. Because what was the better song than that's right? I did like that song. Speaking of the R. Kelly, y'all here they got a surviving two two coming out. Yes, I saw his wife talking about it. It's the most Oh man! And you know what? what? Songs Nick Cannon came. It got to be something else. I'm like, talking about that Jigolo. you fucked with. Not I know other songs that up. he came out it with. Gotta be something else. It's a difference. It he came out with plenty I now. I love y'all, man. He had a whole I album. Love y'all. Oh, nobody did the album, but I know it had to be at least one song. Damn. All right, so we gonna move on, y'all. We, we gotta. <laughs> oh yeah, I don't know none of these. You let me know when you find out. Whenever you find out, you can interrupt hot topics and let us know. It's looking like nah, know. right? I don't know nothing. I did like Gigolo. That's Moving on, <laughs> uh, Lizzo is catching hell, child. Um, okay. <laughs> so Lizzo decided to go to the Lakers game, and Petty, I know y'all see your ADHD focus. Did you in. did you see her at the Lakers? Did game? you see Lizzo at the Lakers game? Did you see no. her outfit? Oh, no. let me pull you. it up. No, I, I didn't see it. Oh, you got it. Okay. Let me see. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me get my commentary on that motherfucker. Yeah. yeah so. She, Oh, okay. Petty is watching the video the okay. fir- for the first time. Lizzo, We're getting oh, his shit. reaction. Wait a minute. Lizzo is the big girl, right? Yeah. Lizzo is definitely the big girl. Big sexy. So she has been catching hell for this ensemble she mm-hmm. decided to wear to the Lakers uh, game. Mm-hmm. I really... Now, people are saying that she's being fat shamed. Some mm-hmm. people are saying she's being fat shamed. Some people are saying that no, just it's just inappropriate it. yeah. for a family game. Yeah, right? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. My opinion, I don't want to be sitting in no seats. I barely want to put these headphones on because right. of germs. I don't want to sit in no public seats with your ass out. With a thong, the thong, thong, thong on at all. Like, I do not. That's one thing I'm real germaphobic about. And I don't think it was real appropriate for her to pull up because if you notice, it was like her shirt was a t-shirt dress. Mm-hmm. So she didn't have to like pull it up above her ass. That right. was an option. I just didn't feel like it was necessary. And if my son was there and I was with him, my son would have probably been like, well, why Come on, she... like, yeah, why is this fat lady <laughs> up here dancing? That's well, what she going to say. I don't think he would have said that. Yes, he would have. He would have thought it. Like, why is, Why do I see all he this skin? I don't. My mama, I, though, I ain't I, never, I ain't seen my mama exactly, like that. he ain't seen his mama like that. Like, you don't regularly, the, you know when you walk through regular twerked, life. But she ain't twerking oh, no yeah, you, you, yeah, I, yeah, you got to twerk back. You know, your back got dentations like Why you always got to like judge me? Right. It got hinges on the motherfucker. Uh, but nevertheless. Uh, I should have never mentioned that. Her. That's a family environment. You can't it be is. scaring white children and stuff like that. So what about the cheerleaders? So the cheerleaders act, did ask her to come back. No, I'm saying, oh, what about the cheerleaders, what they wear? Okay. Well, 
if you don't know that night, the cheerleaders were the ones who actually was like, you know, we're going to do this tribute to you after they saw what she had on, by the way. Mm -hmm. They said, we're going to do this tribute to you. And that's another thing people were mentioning in the comments. Like, people aren't mentioning what the cheerleaders have on, but at the same time, cheerleaders ain't got their ass out. Yeah, I don't want to. They don't have it a, was thong a thong. You didn't see her. You didn't see her. Her asshole. Like her ass like hair. Like like you see ass cheeks. It looked like it from. That's the just view. like if you wear it short ass nasty. shorts and your cheeks so hang out at the bottom. This. I it didn't see. Nasty. Let me I don't ask y'all this then. It. If y'all feel like if Rihanna was it that same thing. This is a good analogy with the with the same thing on and did the exact same thing. Do y'all think people would be as judgmental? Yes, I think I think a lot of people would shame her for that. It's a lot of people that just don't. That, like for the environment that it I is. I think it was the environment. It, it, I, think the environment. Was, I think it was. It's not I do. the right place for because that. It just what, is what, what it is. What would have turned so with with Lizzo if they they want to call it fat shaming, whatever, whatever. If it was Rihanna, they would have been calling her a hoe. Yeah, so it would have been. That would have changed right. the narrative. Been, yeah, but it would have would have had something to say. Right. Slut shaming. And all, <laughs> slut shaming. That's what they would have called it. You see, it just would have been a different type of shaming. Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm saying. It's not like you know. But yeah. don't nobody want to see that shit neither, though. That uh, Lizzo. Don't nobody want to see that shit out in public. I'm, I don't want to see that shit. I've been loving Most how Lizzo been putting up all her pics on her Instagram. I just feel with like her she lingerie and all that. I just feel like now, she now I will say now there is something that I've been seeing all week or something that um the this quote that's been going around that says that um. Confidence is quiet and security is loud. loud. Right, yes. right. I mean, I've seen that That's multiple true. times. So that made I me kind that of. Today. Oh, did you? Mm-hmm. I, but I saw that even on Facebook and all mm-hmm. that. So I was like, that kind of made me think a little Absolutely. differently about it. Um, Absolutely. Because you don't have to do all that if you're confident. You know, and you I, I feel like I'm a confident person, and I don't. But you don't. You know, I like. You know, I, I like to be half naked. I'm not gonna. But you know, that's not. I wouldn't do that. You know what I'm saying? You know right. when it's appropriate right, 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 right. when it ain't. You huh? know when you pushing the envelope and when you right. Yeah, I know you, where to do you, you it know, and yeah. shit like that. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's like you bringing on that type of attention when you do it in that type of environment. Environment, exactly. So yeah, she could have wore that anywhere else. Yeah. She didn't have to wear that there. True. But still, yeah. go off, Lizzo. Go off, sis. Right. You know, we, we still we fucks you. with you. Facts. You could have went in there assed out naked. I would have been like, nah, Lizzo know better. Uh, right. Nah. But Because I didn't see your Hell ass, Lizzo, right. following you on Instagram more than my own. Fact. That's a fact, too. Did you see when they okay. put her butt on Homer's lips? Like, no. superimposed <laughs> it? That shit was funny. Like, kiss my ass. Nah, <laughs> and they had true. Homer's. Like super Lizzo's bad for they. And then you in a, you in a, like come on man like when it, like what like what person you think has the job title or the job duty of washing arena seats? Like <laughs> like, like, when, like when do you think that happens? Right. It's Never. just her butt cheeks. Her butt cheeks are clean. It's okay, not like her. No, they, right. not, they got like 30 booty bumps today. Like, they just popped mm-hmm. up. And probably. she like, had on tights, by the way. Uh, she did have on oh, skin tone tights. So her butt wasn't really out. Thank you. So oh, now if she had on I tights, then it's fine. Skin. And her I teeth are pulled down. Yeah, it's fine. I, I didn't know she had on skin. tights. She's getting the same juice as anybody wearing a fashion overdress with a guy. I of skin on the But she had tights over them, so that changed everything. Lizzo, I stand with Lizzo. No, it was skin out. We have to wrap it up, y'all. Yeah, moving on. No, we have to wrap it up. It was naked. It was <laughs> naked was ass over. out there. It's nine minutes. Nah, we good. Go we out of here. Seven. We need to use all our time. More, we paid more, for this more. time. We running. We running. Cause we got to give our farewell to yeah. Tom Joyner, y'all. Oh, okay, oh, I guess mean? I didn't really listen to the time joining the show. But it's twenty five years. I know, no, it's icon. dope. Like, sure, we got sure. him. We in the same industry, so yeah. Guess what? When he died, I don't want to hear no hashtag RIP Tom Joyner. Rest in peace. That's it. Damn, Shaw. Anyways, we also had to bring up um, the Miss Universe pageant. Oh, yes. Now, we do got to talk about this for like a minute. What? Yes. What? I don't know about a minute now. I was just going to touch on the thing, but <laughs> just, just, just breathe through on it, motherfucker. Who is it? But no, also in France, did you see this morning, they had a pageant in France last night. and Miss Jamaica. No, no, no. Not that one? Not even that one. Even after that, they had one last night where a woman in France was just named Miss France. It was between a black woman and a white woman. Wow. We and killing the, it all. We so what does that say? I feel like that's... Wait, did the black girl won? Yeah. The black girl won. So it's like everybody that's black holding on while we winning all of these Now, see, that's the thing. Black girls are so used to, you know what I'm saying? This shit. You know what I'm saying? What are y'all trying to prove? I mean, it could just be, you know, diversity. You know, niggas trying to make sure that people know that they love or that we think that they love black people. It could be that or it could be some other shit. Yeah, it could be a diabolical mm-hmm. plan because, you know, they think three steps ahead. So they could be like, okay. Mm-hmm. So if they want to change the narrative and they want to change perception, then let's put them on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. Give those, those what whoever we choose, the opportunity to drive what they look like. Because who you, what people think about you 
is based on the representatives that we have on TV. They don't, it's not. That's yeah. true. You see what mm-hmm. I'm saying? What they think about black women, what they think about black men with dreads, with, with a mm-hmm. shaved cut, with who play football, who mm-hmm. do, you know, certain, certain looks you, you, you present yourself with for a certain reason. And so I think that um, because, because so much is being done to like up, like put pedestal, put us on a pedestal. Mm-hmm. I think this is a, this is a little diabolical. It's something might that. be happening. Don't yeah. Two steps from now. We we set up. We set up for But something. don't trip though. The money is in the black struggle. Like people mm-hmm. like getting us riled up. Yeah, they do. And they like fucking cuz they know we will invest our time, our right. energy right. into it. So, you know, we just got to tie out everything. Don't mm-hmm. just know we we happy to see but, our right, sisters I'm in those say, positions. Very happy for y'all. Yep. But we so. watching, we on our shit. Right. We still on our tiptoes. Yep. It's what Miss America, Miss Miss World, Miss Universe, Miss France, in there Miss now. France um, all, that. all of them. Everybody's black. So yeah. shout out to y'all. Yeah. Shout right. out to y'all. And Illuminati, sisters. we open the suggestion. No, no we're, we're not. not. They are petty idiots. We want to see what you got. Right. We just want to see what the package nah, we is. We yeah, just want to see what the package is. That. No, we're yeah. going to wrap it up. It's your girl Shabba. It's your girl Ashby. It's the boy next door, the dude from school, the jerk at work. Patty, shout it. We out, y'all. Bang. Bang. Wake up, this is your broadcast. Listen up, wake up, this is your broadcast. Tune into them vibes, we giving all that. You know, school is session and we ain't giving no hall pass. So, wake up, this is your broadcast.